What is going on, guys? Welcome back to Casually Canine. I'm your host, Casey, along here with... I'm Kate. And we are so glad to be with you again this wonderful day. The weather is beautiful as always here. Guys, he's such a cheese fest. (laughs) We're literally... So you're not going to get a video this week. Um, We're literally sitting on our couch. It's almost 6 p.m. on Monday. This is going out Tuesday morning. At What time do you have it go out? Uh, it launches at 5 a.m. Uh, Central Time. Totally being honest with you guys, we kind of forgot that we needed to record a podcast. So we're sitting Oops. recording on Casey's phone, getting ready for a trip at this point when you guys are listening. We're already awake. We're on our way to the airport. We might already be in the air Like by the time... We might be. Yeah, we already might be to our destination. Depends, depends on when you're listening. Yeah, so if sound sounds a little bit different than normal, just know that we are recording on Casey's phone. But honestly, I've done that before and it sounded fine. Yeah, we did this before for the 4th of July one too. Yeah, and I did it for the guided walk with Kate. Yep. And so. that all sounded good. But what we're going to do this week, I'm totally taking the driver's seat again. Sorry to snow plow you right now. But... um. We're going to do a little Q&A type action, but first, Case, do you want to let them know where we're headed for the week that we're super excited about? Yeah, weekly update. So our whole crew was sent home late last week. We had shadow students there for all the go-homes. It's always a lot going on with the go-homes, just one after the other, uh, informing the owners, getting everybody. This was a lot of really back-to-back go-homes. Yeah. we They're usually a tad bit more spread out than this. Um, but yeah, literally Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I had go-homes and then obviously shadow students here too. And wow. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. We, we, were, we were ready for the weekend, <laughs> to say the least. It was, honestly, and I say this like, I know I say this every time, but like it was so enjoyable. Like nothing about it was like, oh my gosh, I just can't wait for these days to be over or anything like that. Like I very much had a great time. The crew was awesome of um, shadow students and just really, really enjoyable. But wow, my brain and my throat from talking so much with having also go homes at the end of the day, I sounded like. I was a chronic smoker, and I've never been a smoker. Yeah, surprisingly, we didn't get Lapenka at all last week, did we? <laughs> no. Usually, that's our go-to when we're like really exhausted. We're like, let's go get Lapenka. That yeah, Mexican restaurant just, we talk about all the time, you guys. We're just gonna go get Lapenka. <laughs> but we did. We did dinner out with the crew, and yeah. Jen joined, which was so nice. And gosh, we just all laughed, and it was fun. It was so enjoyable. It was a good um, time. Yeah, and honestly. All of the dogs and owners, their go-homes, they did so well. Like, there's always messy things to work through. Like, that is so normal. But even the gals that were here were like, um, they all did so well. And so that's yeah. always just, I mean, I stress myself out. Like, I totally, I put a lot of pressure on myself because I want the dogs to do really well with their owners. And I want... Mm-hmm the dogs and the owners be happy and I know they will be but I also know that it's a lot of work when they go home as well so it was really cool to see um for the most part things go really well we worked through wine I think whining was honestly the biggest thing with this entire crew which surprised me from two of them um that just we had never heard like Ronan was a good example and her owners and I talked about this that she was not a whiner with us at all Mm -mm. and 
every time we would stop with her owners, if we were in motion, it was fine. But if we stopped, even just like stop to practice a sit or anything, consistent chronic whining. And we obviously worked through it and stuff, but they're like, oh yeah, this would be like totally normal. She was saying, I don't know if I told you this, Ronan's mom was saying that sometimes she has to get off of phone calls because Ronan will come sit in front of her and just like scream at her and whine and loudly like bark. And she literally would have to get off the call to like get Ronan to stop. So, um, which is so interesting because we we never, Ronan's a little sassy, pushy gal, but it's always so interesting how much we experience dogs differently than their owners. Would you say that it's not so much the dog knowing like all the things that we've taught them, but it's more so like the reaction to the owner being back in. It's literally a habit. Yeah. Well, like I, I think we talked about this, like, the dogs, a lot of them this time, had really nice neutral reactions to their owners coming back in. You know, so it's you know it's totally normal for them to be happy and excited. Yeah. But a lot of them get kind of that unbalanced headspace again when the owner steps in, and you got to work through some of those things. But a lot of them were. Um, they were all very young except for Ronan. Right. So that helps a lot. So yeah. even though. They didn't go crazy. Yeah, even though like Ronan still did very well, she probably had the most like at the top of the driveway was trying to like jump all over them. She had like some submissive and excited peeing and stuff like that. But like Nora, Smokey, and Ruger all had very calm responses to their owners being back. They had their things to work through and stuff, but um, they just all really impressed me. So that yeah. always makes me super happy. I think this crew, we've, we've said it before last week, they're kind of our quirky misfit um, crew. They they all really shaped up to be a really cool crew. And I, the dynamics of the four together was yeah, really cute. They, we were just like, once we got past some initial things in the beginning, um, it was just yeah, they were a joy. Like, everybody had their little things. Like, Nora, bless her soul, she's just a little dory. I know we talked about that, or you put that it was on your stories. So, her go-home was hilarious from a standpoint of, like, her owners about her temperament and stuff were so, like, yep, that's Nora. Like, yeah. they were so funny about it. They would talk about how, like, yeah, like, Nora has these, these just strange things where she'll uh be super quiet because she was not a barker she was very quiet yeah. when she was here with us and i asked them if it was the, the same the age sitting, of i will sitting in front of their house oh yeah so she's like a really quiet dog and stuff like that and we totally saw that with her as well but she says her owner said that at home if something in the neighborhood is like off just a tiny bit like a lunchbox <laughs> is sitting next to someone's car as they're out in the back out in the walk she'll just randomly bark at stuff like that and her mom made a joke about saying like yeah she's like the what do they call them the she's head of the, the hoa yeah, she's the hoa security yeah uh, she's the one who tells you to keep your yard in line or something's out or off in this neighborhood somebody left uh you know left a lawnmower in the yard because they're they're doing something she's barking at the lawnmower yeah or a wheelbarrow, wheelbarrow or something like window. that yeah and then another thing they were what saying a goofy dog they were just asking really good questions like something cute about um, you know, is it okay if like eventually we continue because they have an invisible fence, like let her be out in the yard and just <laughs> hang out and stuff like that? I was like, well, what does she do out there? Because I get some people that are like, my dog is constantly running up and down the fence line and barking. It's like, okay, well then no, like you probably should yeah. be out there with them. But they'll like let Nora out there sometimes and like peek at her and stuff like that. And all she does is literally sit there like a statue and not make a peep and just watches like the kids walk by. 
she sees other dogs, stuff like that. Doesn't do anything, just sits. And I'm like, that makes so much sense because we couldn't figure out why like in the yard for a while, she would just be like a statue. Like she would just stand. And I know like the adjustment period and stuff, and especially with our pea gravel, but gosh, I just love talking to the owners a little bit more of after experiencing their dog of some of the things that we see come through. And this crew showed us all of that. Yeah, God, they were they were actually a really funny crew, but uh, yeah, kind of an interesting crew at the same time. Yeah. I, I I liked them all each individually, which was it was fun. Oh my gosh, I'm so we're sitting on the couch again, recording on Casey's phone. I look down, Casey just got done cutting the lawn, and he is oops. sitting. Oh, oops, oops. He's sitting here <laughs> with his tall socks with grass all over them on our white carpet. Oops. Oops. Yeah. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Literally but, just walked in from cutting the grass. And yeah. That's when Kate was like, are we recording a podcast? I'm like, mm-hmm. Yep. I'm like, do we need to do a video? Mm-mm. Nope, not yeah. doing one. So, um, but yeah, we always like to come and catch up with you guys and also give you a little bit of dog content as well. So um, with that, Casey is going to be the asker of questions and I am going to be the answerer. Yeah. So um, probably, I think this was last week, we put a post out on our Instagram, just kind of wanting to reconnect with um, people on as to what their struggling with uh back at home what can we help with what kind of content can we um give you that helps answers those sort of things so we got some good questions and we just want kind of want to go through a few of those uh, so we're just going to read exactly what people wrote so not all of them are written in uh question form some of them are just like topics um so we're just going to read so that when we post this podcast. I'm going to go back and comment to the people like, hey, we actually just covered this topic on our podcast. So you'll know exactly which one was your question if you are listening to this, um, because we'll read exactly what you wrote. So um, let's start with this one. The top one? Right here. No, this one. Oh, the one. Oh, sorry. The one that my finger's pointing at. Oh my gosh. All right. So this person is struggling with territorial aggression. And they have another note on here that is barking at the door or new people. So sometimes when I see just like blanketed statements like that, is I'd really want to understand like this label of territorial aggression that we're giving because barking at a door, new people could 100% not be that whatsoever. So I'm guessing these are slightly connected. Um, so if you're truly dealing with aggression where it's like, you know, if people are going to come in and they are trying to bite these people when they're walking in, that's a whole different ball game than just barking at the door and new people. Um, but I'm going to go with what you said as territorial aggression, okay? And for me, this has so much less to do about barking at the door and new people and more about the dog's full lifestyle. So if you're just seeing it in that context, my guess is that we're also missing things throughout the day. So if we have any dog with any sort of aggression or um, claiming of space, like thinking that I need to... uh, claim my owner people walk up to us and i the dog goes at people and stuff like that they're not protecting you they're trying to claim you 
you really want to make sure that we're adding so much structure into the dog's life where they almost don't have any room for a while to make decisions. And I know that sounds like crazy, but aggression is serious and we need to almost like eliminate all outlying like triggers and not let them have their patterned habit responses to get to the core of what could technically or um, potentially be taking place. So what I mean by that is first off, I would make sure if you haven't already, I would muzzle condition. I would have my dog on a leash a lot, even in the home to utilize as an extension of communication. If they're going to pop off of place or rush the door, it's not a bunch of screaming, yelling, no, 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 get over here. It's you can go grab the leash and guide them and give them direction. Um, crating, making sure that it is um, so structured where it's like feeding in the crate, sleeping in the crate, downtime in the crate, making sure that your walks are structured. So look at all of that kind of stuff before just the door stuff. And then add challenges around that. Practice real life before real life happens. Practice a really solid place command. Practice a go where you walk towards your dog and move them away from a space they're trying to claim, if you will. Um, We show quite a bit of that kind of work in like the live Um, sessions I'll do on like our subscription page, but you really want to let your dog know and show them, this is my space. This is my stuff to claim I've got you, but also like I'm going to hold you accountable. So, you know, you can even practice just what does your dog do when they see you walk up to the door? If they're following you and rushing up with you, no, go and send them away um, and then build up to new people coming in. If it is when new people come in and you're really struggling, have them in their crate. They do not come out until they're calm and you bring them out on leash and put them on place, especially if we're dealing with any aggression. Again, there's so much more that goes to this. I could talk about forever. So if you need more one-on-one help, um, definitely look at our virtual coaching sessions or obviously get in touch with another um, trainer in your area for, for help with that. Yeah. Okay. I provided a lot towards that yeah. question. Yeah. <laughs> or top. Mm-hmm. Um, clipping nails. So with this one, I am just going to refer to, we have multiple videos on our YouTube channel. We share so many. We can probably link some in our response. I actually did send them all to her. Oh, okay. Um, all right. But I know Good. a lot of people ask about this. Like this is something we get asked about daily, which is crazy because we share so much about it, but I also get it. It's a big thing, but we do truly have what at least five, if not more, even live sessions on our subscription. We did a live one on our main page on accident with a big man. You know, we, yeah, we definitely have resources out there, whether they're uh, a live uh, thing that we did on our page, a real YouTube videos, we have subscription videos. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're still having problems, obviously reach out to us, uh, in the virtual coaching sessions, we can help you guys out. Yeah. And the other thing about it is like, don't focus as much about the actual nails, but more of like, what does my dog do with me handling them, putting them on their side? Like that's where I would really put your focus. And then typically tackling the nails. Once you get going, yes, the first couple, the dog could totally try to thrash and all of that, but it's like getting past the, hey, I'm not letting you flee. You're on a leash. You need to trust my judgment here that the dog gives it up. And then it's just normal like it's just like okay now we can do this all of the time but the 
You got to let them know that you are not getting out of this. You're not getting away. And then life becomes so much easier for everyone involved. Yep. Okay. Um, this person wrote just so much biting. I took him to a trainer and it reduced a lot, but he randomly snarls his face and decides he wants to bite me and a little crying emoji. I would be crying too. Um, Obviously there's a lot of interpretation here that we could do because I know it says like you took him to a trainer and it reduced a lot, but I'd really want to understand like what's, what's going on in the background and like snarls his face and decides he wants to bite me. Like if it's just like random biting at you, like, I mean, I would be very concerned is this when you're going to, you know, are you doing handling? Are you just approaching your dog? Like, is this full teeth bearing and biting down? Or is this like the age of the dog? Like, is this a four month old puppy being just testing boundaries without me being irresponsible and giving like blanketed um, advice on this? I would really, I know you said you've already taken him to a trainer, but like, I really want to understand like what this trainer has you doing from a standpoint of protocols and safety in the home. Like, are you utilizing training tools? Are you muzzle conditioning? Um, you know, I don't want it to be where it's, you're just like, uh, like what's the word I'm looking for? redirecting him from things like these behaviors and I don't want you to just do it on your own without help but like if it's that kind of intent like it needs to be corrected and not all trainers give you the resources and tools and information on how to properly do that so I really would recommend making sure that you are working with a reputable balance trainer um, that also has worked with dogs that have given this kind of behavior, but really make sure that if this is like your dog is actively having no issue truly biting you, this dog better not be on your couch. They better not be in your bed. They better not be calling the shots and free roaming your home and begging and whining for things like this better be that like there's a ton of structure in the home um boot camp yeah like if my dogs were biting me it would be absolutely no 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 privileges until no no until there was like a mutual level of respect there um so so sorry to hear that you're dealing with that that's probably super scary for you but maybe there's more context to it that we don't have um so again definitely make sure that you are working with trainers that have experience with this okay and also like the word randomly in there to randomly snarls typically in a lot of situations would you say like they're not just typically random things that are happening something's leading up to it or or not even leading up to it but it could be a matter of like oh i'm telling him to get off the couch and so it might just be like well one of three times and it's like oh maybe it was the third time well now i don't want you asking me to get off the couch so owners understandably see it as random but the dog's like "Mm, i'm stacking like you've now asked me to get off something three times i don't want to get off anymore it's my couch now yeah so like i i I do feel like typically there's um things taking place around it but if it isn't randomly i would also say make sure you've really gotten like him health tested and vetted and stuff like that of like is there more going on if this is if your dog is just like biting you yeah all right let's do a couple more um this dog actually might be coming for a board and train which is so exciting um oh really yeah let's see we, we answered this one live yep. um this one that question i think we kind of answered on my previous one okay 
Um, sorry, I'm just scrolling through. A lot Maybe of you guys you have, um, sure, a lot of them are reactivity questions. A lot of them are barking at yeah, guests and knocking on doors. Here's the thing. This is proof, you guys, that no one is asking, hey, can you help me teach sit? Hey, what about down? Right. It's all behaviors people want to stop. And we are the people that get these dogs. And truly, a lot of these dogs are phenomenal, amazing dogs. But like, there's a reason why we need to have balance with our dogs. Because this is all boundary setting. This is all structure. This is all, yeah, you got to tell your dog no. And it has to mean something. There's a a lot of trainers that can help you teach obedience. But what about actually telling your dog no and and using those structures in the home and doing all these things? Yeah. All right, let's do one more and Mindset, then exactly. see where we're at from a standpoint. Well, yeah, so we'll do, we'll do a couple more. Uh, do that one. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, this person says barking at other dogs and pulling hard everywhere, but especially at home and not able to break him from his focus on the other dog. So he's fixating hard and probably... Just continue. Okay, sorry. Jeez, like, oh, <laughs> Mr. Um, this sounds scary slash aggressive, uh, but it's so excited to meet the other dog if allowed. So the first thing, if you wouldn't have ended with the last little bit that you did, and I'm so glad you did, I would have been yes. like, huh. More but, context but is awesome. is so excited to meet other dogs if allowed. So that tells me potentially in the past it's been allowed um, because he's been so excited to meet other dogs. So now we've created that association of I can pull up to other dogs. And even if you've only done it a couple of times, some dogs only need that experience once for them to try their damnedest to, let me be louder. Let me be more frustrated. So what's taking place is the barking at other dogs and the pulling, and then you're seeing that it's getting really scary and aggressive sounding, is now you're dealing with barrier frustration. You've got a dog on a leash that is building up frustration because they're being held back. Um, The worst thing you could do, and I know that like just we don't know until we know, is then letting the dog get up to the other dog. Because even if every single time they're friendly, the more and more frustrating the situation that's built up, the higher chance of like a redirection or something when yeah. they actually get up to the dog. I'm guessing this dog is being pretty vocal too. That's what, uh, yeah, sounds scary and aggressive. Yeah. So my biggest thing is I'd want to know what are you walking your dog on? Like if they're pulling so hard and you're not able to break them their focus, I'd want to know like what kind of communication tools do you have to communicate with your dog? Like is this a flat buckle collar? Is this a harness? Is this just a slip lead and nothing else? Like really really think about focusing on let's make sure we have a really clear understanding of releasing leash pressure and that might mean that you're working at home at the thresholds first you're not even going for the full walk you're doing 180 turns in your driveway this might mean that you need to introduce a prong collar if you're not already or think about working with an e-collar um not saying you need to jump to any of that but i would really take a look at like what you're walking your dog on and that will help a lot with um making sure that you can give them the communication that they need and eliminate that arousal with the proper use of your body guidance, your um, your state of mind. Like if you're out there like, oh my gosh, like I don't want to see another dog. Like, oh, now we see one. Your energy is both super elevated. So I would also take a look at our YouTube video um, called Incorporating the Prong Collar to Your Walk and really make sure you have 
that pressure release response of a little pop on the leash down before you're like focusing on, all right, now we need to go out for a three mile walk. If your dog is pulling out the door, if your dog is pulling on the driveway, do not go forward until you work on that follower state of mind. Again, these are big picture, big concepts, but that is truly where you need to start. Anything else you want to add on this, uh, Chief? No, no okay. that was everything you else. Just wanted, you just like to add in in the middle yeah. of the question. No, that was everything I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, we kind of just talked about It this. seems like uh, just, Everyone, gla- just glancing through a lot of these, I mean, a lot of them are barking, barking. and pulling and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if we were to guess. Cooperative care, yep, nails, all of that. A, a lot of it's reactivity and not letting the dog be groomed or nails done or anything like that. Yeah. And the thing that's hard about some of this, guys, is... We do share a lot of it on our YouTube, a lot of it on our Instagram, a lot of it in our stories, um, and a ton of it also in our subscription is like a lot of these concepts, I feel like people think it's obviously every single dog is individual and stuff like that, but we share all these things and it's like, why? And I have no idea if any of these people are utilizing tools or, you know, everyone's using a tool because even a leash and food is tools, but um, like what is like are you utilizing have you tried a prong collar like what is holding you back from like we'll have people even talk to me on virtual coaching sessions and I'll ask them like what are you walking your dog and then they've said they've been following me for three years and they're still walking them on a easy walk harness and I'm like okay like you never have seen me use one of those like not saying you have to use everything I do but what you're doing is not working so like try the things like try a slip lead if you've always used a um, martingale collar. Try a prong collar if you've always used a harness and you've got a super reactive dog. Like These tools are tools. It's how you implement them. It's how you use them. And so we try to give as many resources as possible because even with some dogs, the proper timing of even just a slip lead correction, and we show quite a bit of that in our subscription, has eliminate, eliminated so much arousal that then we can start teaching. But if you're just going out every single time and like battling and trying to avoid with your dog um, and you don't have any means to communicate with them besides just holding them back or trying to use your voice by telling them, no, no, like, look at me, look at me. Um, help yourself out and try other things. And I know a lot of people are. So um, this is just a blanketed statement for everyone. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't have anything to add. I feel the same way. Yeah. So um, again, we try to share as much as possible, but like if you guys have questions, um, we will either try to cover them as much of them on here or on our Instagram and stuff like that, because the goal for us doing all of these things is to truly help dogs and humans live their best lives together. And we really do think that most people with their dogs can live a calmer more fulfilling, you know, life together. Everyone already loves their dogs. We've got no shortage of that. We just need to um, have people actually enjoy their dogs. There's people that are like, I love my dog, but the laundry list of things that annoy me about my dog. It's like, of course we love them. We love them because we got them because they were cute. They're excited about it. You had them as a puppy or you adopted them and you saved their life. And so we all have the warm and fuzzies, but then people get real annoyed in their home. Yeah, And and that's our job is to help you guys communicate and, uh, and live a better life together. Yeah, so with that, we are going to finish packing, have some dinner, and honestly probably go to bed. Well, I am pretty dang early because we'll be up at 3 a.m. 
um, Central Standard Time. And then we will be on the Pacific Northwest at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Time, right? Is that Or is that Mountain Time? Nope, Pacific Time. Okay. Yep. West Coast Time. Cool. And next week we also won't have a video because we will be recording from Oregon. So Oregon, Oregon, whatever you say. I say Oregon. What do you say? Oregon. Okay. I think it's typically Oregon. Okay. Also, Go Pack Go. Yep. Go Pack Go. They won yesterday. Um, I'll be watching the game tonight because Aaron Rodgers plays for the Jets. So. No, you won't because we don't have ESPN. Um, I think I'll find a way. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, what guys. kind of voice is that? All right. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, it was nice uh, chatting with you on Casually Canine. We weren't as chaotic today, so no, we'll we keep were... the name Casually Canine. We were... I miss. Oh, we dropped our dogs off at boarding, and I already missed them. Like, how lame are we? No, no, it's not lame. I think. It's... But I think it's what I was telling. Who was I telling this? Um, I was telling one of my friends today that uh, we don't get a ton of time like at our house with just our dogs. So when we do, like, I love that time so much. So now that we're sitting here tonight, I'm just like, I wish they were here. Yeah, but we've got time with this little kitty sitting over your shoulder. The young man's supposed to be on his bed over there. Yeah, instead it's their toys. Their toys. Little toddlers. toddlers. Yep. All right, guys. We hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks for always checking in. Thank you for letting us be casual. Thank you for letting us be non-structured on here because a lot of our life is structured um and we appreciate you showing up we appreciate you interacting with us here on everything else and we hope you keep it casual if you love hearing our voices every week go ahead and give us that five-star review if you haven't if you don't love it just go listen to something else But also, you could give us a five-star yeah, review just, just give us, you're feeling nice. Just give us a five-star review if, if you're feeling nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you would like to ask a podcast specific specific, Pacific. specific question, um, head over to the podcast page on the website. There's a little form there. Fill it out. It gets sent directly to me. And we'll take a look at it on our next podcast. Have a great rest of your week. Bye. Bye.